Recorded live. You know, at the time of uh, recording. You're listening to the Hot Takeout Podcast, the only podcast with a 30 minutes or less guarantee, or it's free. And now your host, Chad Bradley. Can I take your order? Hey, thank you so much, seriously, for, for listening to the Hot Takeout Podcast. It really means a lot. My name is Chad Bradley. Uh, this podcast is part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. You can find your favorite podcast at Spreaker.com forward slash Studio DNA. Now, to be honest with you, I'm still a little bit in shock about this week's guest. I can't believe I talked with Jen Ledger, drummer for Skillet. She has her own fantastic solo project called Ledger, appropriately named. But here's some things to know about this week's episode is the interview was conducted in a 10 by 10 brick room in the bottom of an arena right before Winter Jam Tour 2019. The room closely resembled an interrogation room. And I'm not actually making that up. It it was a brick room, folding table and chairs the whole bit. Almost felt like I was in trouble. Although we had a limited amount of time to chat, we covered some fantastic ground. In the conversation, she sings a little bit of karaoke. She also performs a brand new song live, kind of. And she also does a fantastic job of making me feel insecure about the way that I say water. Games and more all coming up in this podcast. And here we go. First of all, thank you for having me on the podcast. Absolutely. And thank you for what you're doing. It's so awesome. Um, yeah, I'm a slow starter, so I have about three cups of coffee on the bus. <laughs> and then I roll out slowly. And then I basically come in and set up whether it's working out, writing, uh, reading, devotionals, those types of things, connecting with the other bands. It's kind of awesome on Winter Jam because there are so many people that are like, you know, we taught with Skillet, I taught with Skillet, and I, we taught with a lot of non-Christians, and then all of a sudden when we're on Winter Jam, we're touring with like believers from all different yeah. genres. So I feel like I end up hanging out with them and getting to make friends with people that I, it's just really encouraging to be around, you know? And, and that's kind of how you spend your day before you play. It's almost like summer camp. It really where, like, is. Where you come back and all your friends are like, yeah! Yeah, you're like, oh my gosh, hi! And you like make really close friends because you're kind of like living in a bus with people yeah. that you don't know. And by the end of three months, you are going to have some pretty strong relationships after that. When you're with your friends, like you can just, you, you, just, you can just relax. Yeah. So I'm sure it's a very relaxing, even though it's, a lot of dates back to back to back to back to back mm-hmm. and it's full production just go it's probably relaxing to be around people that you know you don't just like yeah <sighs> we're kind of all on the same page here you know what i mean we yeah believe absolutely the same thing. we're all rooting for each other so it's a, there's a nice element to it that's kind of special to winter jam i've heard really good things dan remnis was the first my first interviewee and he said the same thing he said it's just really fun and obviously it has its own challenges but anything worth doing does yes yeah of course so. i'm just gonna jump right in uh, with some really hard-hitting questions really make you uncomfortable i'm just kidding sweat <laughs> um, and I, I like to do a lot of, i like to do a lot of my research from wikipedia okay. only because it's like a mixed bag of what you're gonna get it's yeah. probably it's like 50-50. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to ask you some questions in a segment I like to call, Did Wikipedia Get It Right? So Wikipedia says that you were born in Coventry, England. Did I say Coventry right? You nailed it. Okay, fantastic. Perfect. That is correct. I yeah. was practicing in the car. <laughs> and then it says that you started playing drums when you were 13. Yeah, All right. this is Ch- correct. Yeah. Check, check. Do you still have family 
across the pond. Yep, they're all my entire family's still in England. So okay, I'm the so you only one here. Yeah. So you visit a lot. Or I try no? and go every Christmas. It doesn't always work out, but that's that's my goal every year. It's the only time I know that we have two weeks off with Skillet. Yeah. So it's the only time I can actually like plan. <laughs> right, right. And then it says you you play drums in a local band, and uh, you were a finalist for the United Kingdom Drummer of the Year competition in 2006. Yeah, Young Drummer yeah. of the Year. Yeah, well done. And then you moved over when you were 16. Mm -hmm. You were in a band called Spark. Yeah. And then it says that you're John Cooper's daughter. <laughs> oh, he'd be so offended by that. <laughs> I am not John Cooper's daughter. Oh, and that come sucks on. that someone would write that. <laughs> Wikipedia. Actually They're just trying to insult everyone in the band there. <laughs> <laughs> I actually threw that in there. Please don't hate me. Pancakes or waffles? French toast. I did not see that coming. Mm -hmm. I'm, French toast is king. <laughs> I agree. My kids do pancakes with chocolate chips, but we just found this bread that has chocolate chips in it, so we make French toast with the chocolate chips in oh it. Oh my gosh. I have got to try that. Life-changing. That sounds like everything I would want. You see, because I like, I love pancakes, but they, they soak up the syrup too fast, you know, mm -hmm. and they kind of feel dry. However, if they've got chocolate chips, I'll, I'll get over it. Yeah. Waffles I like because they carry the syrup, you know, and you can really smother it. But I don't prefer the texture of a waffle. However, French toast is like, it's like it's all you want. The perfect mixture of yeah, everything. It doesn't soak up the syrup too fast. You can drench it. Uh, just that. Basically, ma maple syrup is my thing, I guess. <laughs> I'm like, every time they bring out like the one little cup, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to need more than that. <laughs> Can you just bring me a straw for the maple syrup? Exactly, please? yeah. I'm a fan. <laughs> Kai from Fairtrade said, oh, make sure you ask her about her new song completely. Yeah. It'll be coming out real soon. So about that, yeah. when is it coming out? And tell me everything you want to tell me about it. Yeah, um, completely is a brand new song that I just started playing on Windsor Jam. It's a really fun kind of what, more like a celebration, you know what I mean? And. Uh, for me, like, my life has just been so completely transformed by God. I mean, obviously, all of us as Christians say that, but because I kind of grew up thinking thinking I was a believer and growing up around kind of religion, but actually really missing the point totally, and then the difference in my life from when I actually gave my life, understood the gospel and accepted it, and then kind of, like, 13 months later, God had this adventure for me. He brought me... It, in a band with Skillet, uh, I didn't think I could play drums. I'd quit because I was too nervous. And uh, there were things about me that I just thought, I'm not capable of these types of things, you know? And instead, God just had such a different story for me. Like, I wanted to be a hairdresser. And instead, I've been touring for 11 years with this hard rock band around the entire world. And now I'm doing my own music, too. And so, honestly, the song is very simple. It's just a celebration of how he loves me and how even though there's things about me that are still changing and still growing that I didn't know. I didn't know that about myself. And whenever I see like, oh, this needs to change. This is not like Jesus. He loves me completely anyway. He loves me and he knew that and he's not surprised by it. It doesn't make him turn away. He just helps me. And it's just very simple and very beautiful that we get to be loved by a God that's love is unlike anything else in yeah, the whole it's, world, you know? It's, it's humbling because there's a section of our life, even even as a believer, even as you're walking in it, you, you feel like you have to hit the mark every day. Otherwise, yeah. if you don't, one, someone's gonna call you out on it. Yeah. So you, you try to suppress that, you try to hide your, your imperfections. Mm -hmm. But with who Jesus is and what he did for us, 
Like it takes all the pressure off of who we are. Yeah. We can just rest in his mercies. I think I said this on one of the earlier episodes. Um, and it's something that I, mean, I said off, off mic, I had lunch with Danny Gokey, and we talked about this too, uh, about how it says in Lamentations that every day God's mercies are new for us. And it's not just in case we need them. Mm. It's because we're, we're going to need them. Mm. And so he's provided a way through our imperfections. And I, I, you, just, you, think, you think about that, it's just super humbling to go, yeah. okay, I'm, I'm going to mess up. God loves me. He's taking care of it. Yeah. I can start fresh today because He's of his mercy. He's not surprised. He's not surprised by my weakness. He already knew it was there. And he loves us. He loves us anyway. And it's just so, it's just so freeing, isn't it? It's a wonderful thing to celebrate. So it sounds kind of simple, maybe a little cheesy, but I'm like, hey, there's nothing I could be more proud of in my life. Than it sounds like good cheese. Thing. Yeah, it exactly. sounds like good like, cheese. Let's just celebrate. It's simple and it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Well, I can't wait to hear it. Oh, thank you. Yeah. And now Ledger's brand new song called Completely Performed Live, kind of. This song is brand new. It's called, called Completely, and I hope you guys like it. Thank you guys so much. And you can hear from the crowd's reaction, they love it. I can't wait for you to hear it. But I wasn't able to get permission to play it on this podcast. Such is life. Fast food chains in the UK mm-hmm. versus fast food chains in America. Mm. What is your... What is your McDonald's in the UK? Do you do you do fast food? I should have asked this first off. Time out. Let me let me let me take one giant step back. <laughs> do you have any food restrictions? No, I don't. I'm not like what you would expect for a rock star. I should be like, I only eat kale. I'm vegan, and I'm all about. I have none of those things. I'm so not that way. I'm eating culvers every night and, <laughs> and Chick-fil-A and keep telling myself I've got to change these terrible habits and then then I get tired and I just don't care. <laughs> so yeah, no, I'm totally a fast foodie. That's fantastic. And ashamed, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's good news. Um, so that being said, what, what what is your equivalent in the UK to American fast food if there, if you have one? Okay, yeah. Well, here's the thing. America has kind of taken over the whole world with fast food. So we have McDonald's, we have Burger King. Um, McDonald's is like a lot uh, because England has such high restrictions on like the quality of their foods. They care. Uh, They care. Yeah, they care a lot more there than they do here. So if you go to a McDonald's in England, you'll notice that the ingredients are just a lot nicer for example like the chicken is very fresh it's actual white meat it's It's things like that it's actual chicken you know so there is like a massive difference in quality but truthfully i love both there's there's something about like oh yeah i love the english one because you know we have restrictions on what's allowed in our meats so you can taste the freshness in that side but then there's another side of me that's like these preservatives and all the crap they throw into these things in America do taste really good. <laughs> I like both. Yeah. There's, there's a reason that it's so good. Yeah, it's like, I don't know what they're throwing in there, but man, the MSG's tasting really good right now. <laughs> it's like, ah, don't confuse me with what is healthy and what is not healthy. I know, sometimes you know you just need a treat, and uh, other times you know this cannot be my everyday. It will kill me. So as long as you have balance, yeah. I think you're fine. That's where I struggle yeah. is like, it shouldn't be my everyday, but it's really easy. <laughs> but then I'm like, I don't want to buy groceries. I right. think one more night is fine. <laughs> right. So uh, is there a specific UK specific, uh, like chain? I, I did some simple Googling and found Greg's, Pret, Millie's Cookies, Sp- Sp- Spooda, Spooda-like. I don't know what you've, that is. You've never, Wimpy? 
Wimpy, yeah. Okay, so... Greg's um, is the best one to me out of those. That's one thing I really miss in America is like just fantastic baked goods. Like England does fantastic pies, sausage rolls, all these sort of pastry type things that you just run into Greg's and get yourself like a little hot meal. And uh, something I really miss from England is the amazing Indian food. Like basically every sandwich place you go to has a chicken tikka sandwich. And that's like, that was my go-to every time is chicken tikka. And they just don't do it in America. And it tastes different here, even if they do do it. Yeah, so exactly. That's the main thing I miss. <laughs> okay, so those two weeks that you go home every year, do you hit one of those for oh, sure? Oh, yeah, for sure. Or I flat out go get Indian food because it's amazing in England. And it's just different here. They like add a bunch of cilantro here. And I'm like, what are you doing? You're messing with my food. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. Um, so on just to, to roll off of that, the most popular fast food chains in the UK, if you can... If you can get one in the top five, you'll get a thousand points. Okay. Which you can spend at the end of the show in the gift store <clears throat> that we don't have. Okay. Um, so one in the top five most popular fast food chains in the UK from 2018. I would say McDonald's would have to be in there. That's the number one. Yeah. Surprisingly. Yeah, we all eat at McDonald's every time we're home. My whole family goes out to McDonald's. It's like not as a... Shame. It's like slight. It's not shameful there. It's, the, the restaurants are quite nice. Uh, uh, or the fast food. I don't think Burger King would be in there, but maybe I'm wrong. Subway. Subway is on that. Uh, it's actually not on that list. Surprisingly. Um, I can't even freaking think of any. Well, you hit the you hit the well, nail on the head. I got the one. You got the one. You got the most important one. Yeah, I'd say I get an A plus, even if I can't think of it. So I'll go right. <laughs> Co Costa Costa Coffee. Oh, okay, that's included in fast food. Yeah. So my problem is, is when I Google fast foods, like their their definition of fast food, for me, it has to have a drive-through in order for it to be fast yeah, food. Yeah. No, and England doesn't really have many drive-throughs of anything. That's one thing that God bless America, because. You have drive-through everything. We so, try to make getting the bad stuff to you as easy as possible. Or even like a bank drive-through yeah. or a pharmacy drive-through. or These are things that in England you're like, you speak of such things, they can't <laughs> exist. And then here they are. And I'm like, well, I never have to leave my car ever again. This is pretty fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, because you mentioned earlier, you said something uh, about the, the baked goods. Mm -hmm. And I immediately thought, man, have you ever been to Starbucks? Because their baked goods are just the best out oh, of, out I, of the I microwave. Oh, I love Starbucks. I am a massive fan. But you need to go to Greg's because Starbucks is like less than 20% of part goodness. Of, part of that, yeah, I was going to say part of that comment was super facetious just because they're like, do you want this warmed up? And you go, yeah, I actually kind of do want it warmed up. And then you hear the microwave beep and you go, oh, yeah. okay, it's not that Yeah, it's not like up. actually it's not freshly baked and warm from the oven. It's this was very made in different. Pittsburgh two months ago. Mm, it tastes good though. <laughs> so, so, I mean, obviously you, you watch any kind of media, there's a big difference between chips and fries. Yes. We call them fries, you call them chips. Yes. Is there anything that you constantly, or at least You've been in America long enough that you've probably kind of wiped some of those from your, your vocabulary. Is there anything you still catch yourself saying that people around you, maybe it's, maybe it's whoever else, go, what? You want what? I oh, got you yeah. chips. Anytime I need a glass of water, I'd be like, hey, what drink would you like? And I say, water, please. And they say, what? And then I say, water, please. And then they say, what again? And then I say, water. Uh. And then they say, what? And then I say, water. 
and then they actually <laughs> finally get what I'm on about. But literally, like every time I know I should just say water. I know I should do it the first time, but I refuse because it's like just so principle. insulting to me that I have to say it that crazily for you to understand me. And I'm just like, how have you never seen any British TV in your whole life? Exactly. Like, they literally look like uh, they look at me like I'm an alien. I'm like, how well, when you, you said when you first said it, I was like, okay, well, what what what's your word for it? Because I understood you immediately. Yeah. And then you said, and, and then you said it like super American water. Water. Yeah. Water, <laughs> water. with a D and with a er. Water. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, here we go. It's frustrating every time, and uh, but I refuse to do it the first time around because it just it makes me die inside. But. <laughs> That's my favorite thing so far today. That's okay. hilarious. So I saw your, your music video for Not Dead Yet. Yeah. The fight scene. I kind of, did you get the, the idea for that but from Christina Aguilera? With no. her fighter? <laughs> total joke, total joke. But I'm not ashamed to say I've listened to some Christina Aguilera in my life. Oh, come life. on. She's I got mean, an amazing voice. On. Yeah, who She's doesn't? got an amazing voice. Yeah. Her, um, Lady Gaga, I, I heard her sing on Saturday Night Live with just her voice and a piano. Mm -hmm. And I was like, man. Amazing. Amazing. I wish that was more of what she did over over her earlier stuff. And um, Yeah, super talented people. Yeah, crazy yeah, good voice. You can't deny it, yeah. I think there's, there's something to be said for appreciating content and talent. Because at the end of the day, whether they know it or not, God gave them those talents and those abilities. I see. So it's like, I love, I love, Listening to mainstream artists uh, just crush it. I love listening to Christian artists just crush it because, like, at the end of the day, you know, and content is obviously, you know, it's a it's a big sticking point for a lot. But you know, at the end of the day, like that all kind of reflects who God is and yeah, and his, excellence, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I know what you mean. Yeah. The announcement yesterday that Lacey Sturm is filling yeah. in for you. Yeah, totally. With, with Skillet while you're doing your solo project. Yeah. So how crazy is it that someone like Lacey Sturm is filling in for you? Like how oh, humbling does that feel? It's incredible for me. I When I first heard um, I'm So Sick by Flyleaf when I was 16 years old, I remember where I was when I heard it. I remember being like, what is this? And I want to be her. Like I just thought it was the coolest thing I'd ever heard. So to come full circle, not only is like God allowed me the honor of becoming friends with someone that I looked up to massively as a teenager and just thought she was the coolest, but now she's like a close friend of mine too. And then the turnaround of it all would be like when I got into Skillet, I started like they asked me to sing some and uh, I didn't really know. I'm a very untrained singer. I didn't know how to come at it. And not only that, having such a thick British accent, I had to learn how to sing with an American accent so that I They could... wiped out all songs that talked about water. Yeah, definitely threw no water in there. Yeah. <laughs> or if they did, I sang it with an American accent. So I actually like really, when I try and sing, I try and sing like Lacey. Yeah. So I just love her voice so much. So she's my biggest influence vocally by far. So then to have this like announcement and the fact that I am unable to make a few shows with Skillet in a couple of weeks, the fact that she's going to be the one filling in for me makes me feel like God, what are you doing? This is so surreal and so cool. And I'm also like, I wish I could go to the show. Like, this sounds so special, but obviously if I could go to the show, then I would be up there. So, <laughs> Can you call in sick on one of the shows? I don't know. I've never called in sick on any shows. Yeah, you just 
you go up there with a bucket if you have to. You, have just, you ever done that? Oh yeah. Oh you, my you, you never get a night off, even if you have the flu. You're up there playing. So, yeah, it's it's not pretty, but it's rock and roll is what we do. <laughs> <laughs> that opens the door on so many other questions, but I'm I'm just not going to go there today. I think. <laughs> uh, Those are for next time. <laughs> for the follow up. Definitely. Hot and ready. What do you listen to? After the show, if you're gonna listen to music, what do you like? What's on your playlist? I listen to kind of a lot of everything. Um, when I find something I really like, I tend that I've noticed that I tend to just go back to that same thing for, for years at a time. So, like one of the more recent things that I find is my like decompression album is a an album called White Noise by Paris, and it's just uh, I don't know. It's become it was one of my faves from a few years ago, and I just keep coming back to it. Just getting into Billie Eilish now. I really like her stuff too. And I'd say that they were kind of the main two I've been going to recently after the shows when I'm just like, okay, time to chill. What am I putting on? Do you have a, uh, a guilty pleasure that you are almost embarrassed to say that you like? So for me, it's, yeah. it's Lady Gaga. Like I, I shouldn't say that out loud, but there's oh. several songs that she does. Love even Lady from uh, yeah. Stars Born where I'm just like, Amazing. yes, I can get behind this and yes. play it like when no one's looking. And then my brothers yeah. are around, I'm like, <clears throat> yeah, totally. Uh, totally. <clears throat> rock and roll. You want to know a song I'm really embarrassed that I love right now? I'm like, I can't believe I love this so much, but I love this. Is that, oh, she's sweet, but she's psycho, a little bit psycho. You know that yeah, one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Such a pop, like, such a pop smash. And I'm like, I'm not going to lie, this makes me dance. Like, <laughs> I really like it. <laughs> well, I, I won't tell you. This is just between us, so I won't tell anybody. Okay, no one needs to know. It's our secret. Best reheated. What is an old band, and I'll let you decide what old is, that you go to, you know, maybe it's the Beatles, everybody's like knee-jerk reaction is, oh, the Beatles, you gotta yeah, listen to the Beatles. Yeah, of course. What, other than the Beatles, what do you listen to that's really, really old in your perspective that still holds up, that you're still like, yes, I'm gonna listen to that every day, or I could Ooh, listen yeah. to it and it still hangs in there? Um, it's hard for me because you took the Beatles from me, and that's like my biggest thing I used to listen to with my dad all the time. So, like, obviously, being from England, it's... It's a huge thing. You can get a pass on this question. Yeah, you like, can say the Beatles if you and want. And like, it is like my, I used to do cross country racing um, when I was a kid. And my, it was the thing that me and my dad did together. And I would always be way too nervous on the way to the race to even like, I just feel sick. Like, And then after the race, we'd always celebrate by singing Beatles on the way home <laughs> at the top of our lungs. So, but it, because I'm not allowed, I, I, will, I will take, I won't take that pass, but it is a massive influence on my life uh i would say alanis morissette jagged little pill that was another song that like other music that me and my dad used to listen to and sing in the car and i still just think it's freaking awesome like those songs are just awesome and her voice is just awesome and still amazing now yeah one more that's landslide by fleetwood mac like i could still listen to that every hour and it moves me i'm like this song is just so freaking good isn't it funny how there's some songs that do that yeah. Like I, some of my favorite artists, usually, it's there's like one smash that they have that everybody loves. Yeah. And then the longer you listen to an album, you find these deep cuts where you're like, that's better than anything they've ever done. Yeah. It, it connects with you on such a deep level. You don't yeah. have to really, but it connects to you and you just kind of, yeah. You could just check out and not have to stress anything. Yeah, I've got a few more. Now that you're saying it, there's a few of this, they're just like single songs that just like get me. One is Time After Time, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, what's the name? 
Anyway, yeah, time after time. And then Phil Collins, like, I can feel it coming in the air tonight. Yeah. And I'm like, these get me. And I'm just like, they're still, like, better than so much music out now. It's just, there's there's a bunch of hits like that that I'm like, just make, I need to make a Spotify playlist of all of those. Just listen to them because they're so good. You can almost call it the checkout playlist where you just listen to it and you don't have to think about anything else. It just yeah. takes you, it occupies that part of your yeah. brain that needs to be occupied. Yep. I'm going to ask you a question, and you can totally dodge this question. Being in a band like Skillet, you've probably felt pressure on either side of Christianity and, and religion for almost being under a microscope, mm -hmm. where if you do something that might not look like what everybody else should do, yeah, like you, I, you see your tattoos on your hands. Mm -hmm. I'm sure somebody at some point has said, "How could oh, you? Yeah. How could you be a Christian? Yeah. How could you be?" How do you handle those types of pressures? Because you're in the public eye, and I'm sure there are so many, so many people coming at you with almost. I mean, your hair is a different color. You've got a tattoo. You wear you wear jeans. You wear white sneakers. You you just said Alanis Morissette. You like whatever. There's somebody that's going to have a problem with something that you said. Oh yeah. So how do you protect yourself from that and still keep your eye on the prize? I, I get what you're saying. I actually love talking about this kind of stuff. It's, I'm passionate about it, actually, because, you know, I came from a, a religious type of background, and then I also had God kind of, like, radically transform my life um, and sort of show me how powerful His grace is, that it's, you know, His righteousness that I stand in and not my own. But that that also is, like, His, his love and His grace is the reason that I do want to be above reproach and I do want to be sanctified and, you know, those types of things. And something I kind of, it weirdly excites me is that we don't really belong anywhere. So we've got, remember the first time I played Winter Jam and they were getting complaints about how they couldn't tell if Satan had his foothold in Winter Jam because we had fire and we wore black, you know, and just offending everyone, yeah. you know, and it's like, uh, you know, are we strippers because we had rips in our jeans and things like that. It's just like, wow, those are bold statements, aren't they? And then on the other hand, like, you know, if I post something on my Instagram that's about my faith, I have people saying, I won't follow you because you follow such nonsense. I've got on both sides. It's like you can't really make yeah. everyone happy ever. I think that with there's a few things I'd love to say about it. I don't want to, like, go too far with it. It's sure. just one thing I feel so excited by is just how faithful our God is. Like when we go and play these mainstream rock festivals and yeah, we are in the middle of sex, drugs, rock and roll, there are strippers sides. It is, I, I get it. I get why it is scary to people, but these people that are at these festivals are the ones that are like, try to run as far from anything holy as possible. They're mm -hmm. celebrating dark things they're celebrating bitterness they're celebrating hate you know these are the people that are hurting and they are a lot of them are people that have been burned by the church they've tasted religion the amount of rock bands we tour with that say they grew up in youth group yeah. their leader let them down this happened this happened they're burnt they're burned and they're hurting and so when we get to go and play and we we're like in between acts that are some of them are flat out like trying to put on like a satanic act and yeah. then there's us. I feel like so honored to be a part of like, I feel like Skillet is a weapon that God has formed to bring to the darkest places. He says, you think you've escaped where I can reach, watch me reach right in there. And here we are singing of hope, singing of him. And, uh, and he, 
I feel his presence in a way that is so thick and so evident when we get to play those shows. And so for the people that do misunderstand Skillet, we have like, we have structures in place to keep us safe. All four of us have each other's backs. We, we, we are smart. We're not stupid when we go into those places. And I wouldn't say, hey, random teenager, go play on that show on your own. We're not, stu- we're not foolish with those things. We feel called there and we see God move there. And then on the other side, just remembering what Jesus did. Jesus was hanging out with sinners because it's the sick people that need a doctor, you know, and to not be afraid to be friends with people that are different than you. It's just been wonderful to see God move in those circles. And then also, I actually kind of like shaking up what Christians think we should look like. You know what? <laughs> yes. Like, have some freaking freedom. You, it's, do you not remember that it's not about your works and it's, you know, Jesus or John the Baptist, it was Jesus causing people whitewashed tombs because they're so concerned with their outward appearance, but it's actually about your heart. So as long as I know before the Lord, like, I'm obedient in secret. There are things that I, I know I can do to keep my heart close and humble and warm to Him, whether it's devotionals, prayer times, uh, having close friendships where I, I know people will call me out if they see anything in me that isn't godly. I've got these things in place, and I know before Him that I'm being obedient when He sends me to these places. I don't have to answer to any of these Christians that are upset with me because it's not what they think I should be doing, you know? They're just coming from Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Mm. One of the quotes that always sticks out in my mind that he talks about is, it's not darkness that drives out darkness. Only light can do that. Yeah. And I, that's Preach. a paraphrase. Yeah. But, you know, you talk about going on tour with Breaking Benjamin or, or whoever else it is. I always get super excited to see you guys there because you think about holding a candle in a dark room, like every eye is drawn to that. Yeah, if it's you hold, bright. If, you are, if you've got a bright room yeah. and you've got a little dark spot, not yeah. many people see it. It's yes. not noticeable. Exactly, exactly. And it's like just being kind on the road has been the biggest thing that has made um, non-believers. Like we've literally gone on a tour and people don't even want us on the tour because they're like, we don't want them preaching. We don't want them praying at us. We don't want any of that on our you know, and we just come on the road and we're just friendly and friends with everyone. Like, let me get to know you. How are you? You know, and it, that's what seems to disarm. They have, it stuns them that we're not there to tell them that they're sinners. Like, honestly, I think that's what they expect from Christians. And, and that's, you know, sad to hear that that's how kind of non-believers feel about Christianity. Things that are, things that are different in, in either side, anywhere you're at, things that are different are usually things that are scary. Yes. So it's because you don't understand them. And so yeah. you talk about somebody that you're on tour with that's in a mainstream band that they don't really, they don't believe what you believe and they don't want you there because you yeah, believe exactly. differently. Yeah. And then you come in and you do what Jesus did and you are nice to them. and Just you being kind. And then you fulfill a need that they have in friendship, in being a good, maybe it's, you know, I, I love what Jesus does where, okay, I'm going to, him being the example of everything that we do, like we need to take a step back from everything that we say we can and cannot do. We need to look at his example through everything. He hung out with terrible people and, and fulfilled their physical need before he met their emotional need and their spiritual need. It's easy for me to shout on this side of a microphone to somebody on that side of the speaker mm-hmm. and say, you have to do this yeah. because you're broken, you're bad, whatever. It's easy to say that. Yeah. It's easy for me because I'm in a comfortable place. Yes. But they won't hear it. No. 
unless you treat them in a way that they need to be treated first. Of course, yeah. I'm like, it's amazing that they're just like, the things that seem to stick out is just like, oh, so John and Corey, you're like faithful to each other. How does that work on the road? Or like me and Corey, you know, we're two girls in a band, but we don't compete. We're best friends, you know, and these small, small things, like the respect we have for each other in a band seems to just blow people's minds. And then they're like, okay, so tell me about this Jesus thing. It's usually about three or four weeks in that they're like, okay, this isn't what I expected. I actually really like you. I didn't think I was going to like you. You know what I mean? You know, and it's like, well, it goes from people not wanting us on a tour with them. So they were really great to tour with. They were just like friendly and nice. And, and you know what? We get to share the gospel then when, because they're like, well, why are you guys so nice? Why are you so happy? Why are you so friendly? And then it just turns around. And that's like, he's just shining his light through just living. And even if you don't, even if you guys don't get to experience the, uh, the conversion and be able to put a check mark on, like, we've led X amount of people to the Lord. You've planted the seed that someone else is going to water, that someone else is going to reap. Yeah, and even if it's just, like, Christians shouldn't be leaving bad taste in everyone's mouths. Like, why does everyone, like, kind of hate Christians? Because we've been telling everyone they're sinners in a really unloving way. Like, that's so the, that's where's we, the love? You know what I mean? <laughs> that's what we lead with. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, what are we thinking, people? It's, yeah. It's... it's Jesus just be a friend and be kind and then it's amazing to see we have seen people converted like lead singers of bands and other people knocking on our bus late at night drunk because they're like I used to live for Jesus when I was a teenager and you know and it's like they know they can come and turn to us because we're not just pointing at them you know (laughs) yeah it's 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 the the mindset of walking beside somebody instead of telling them where to walk you're walking with them yeah Love it. Well, I, I really appreciate you answering that question, one, because I know it can stir up, and I'm sure you live it frequently. Oh, yeah, um, totally. You've got you a hate from back. both sides, but then I also have support on both sides, too. Yeah. So, But, yeah, you just got to kind of, like, know know that it's really God's eyes on me that, that are the ones that I have to be right before, and none of these, it's not the, the eyes of man that I'm trying to please, you know? A huge thanks to Matt Ingle of Matt Ingle Promotions for helping me set up this interview. Also, a shout-out to Kai from Fair Trade Services. He definitely did his part as well. I have some of the best friends in the biz, and I just felt special for saying the word biz, and now I feel less special for saying that out loud. Don't forget to follow me on social media. Search Hot Takeout Podcast on Facebook. Click like, at HTO Podcast on Twitter, Hot Takeout Podcast on Instagram, And wherever and however you're listening, don't forget to rate, vote, thumbs up, like, comment, positive things only, please. Be really nice of you. And if you do follow on social media, you can help ask questions for the next artist. Like next week, Jen Ledger has to answer your questions. If you didn't get a chance to ask a question, follow on social media. You'll be glad you did. Water.